This is Banging on the Drum. Welcome to episode 15 of Banging on the Drum. And this episode, we have a very special guest, Bass from Basarski Productions on. And we have a great conversation with him. He taught us all about the salary cap. And then just a good dude, uh, makes a lot of highlight videos. Um, you can check out his stuff. Uh, it's Basarski Productions on YouTube. And his Twitter is at Basarski as well, I think. We'll, we'll, put we'll definitely put too. it in the notes. But anyways, great interview with him. <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot about the salary cap. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, yeah it, was no, it, was a, it was a good interview. He got it explained to me in cookies, so that's all. Yeah, I'm good. Explained it to us like a five-year-old and then explained it to us like a three-year-old. So cool dude. Um, does some great stuff. Like I said, check it out. Yeah. And we appreciate him coming on. With that being the interview it is, we're going to go straight to the interview from here. And then we'll do all the usual shenanigans after the interview. So here's the interview. Hope you guys enjoy it. Now, welcome to the show, huge Packer fan, salary cap expert, and creator of Basarski Productions. We have Alex Basarski here. How are you doing? Bass. Doing well. You go by Bass. <laughs> yes, you told yes. me this before I even did this. So. Hey, man. All is well. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. So, All right. So we're yeah. notoriously slow starters. So we like to start with a little Packers trivia right off the bat. And mm-hmm. I was lazy looking yours up. So you got some of the harder <laughs> harder Packers trivia that, that we're tossing out. So okay. we'll start it out. From 1990 to 2010, how many division titles? Did the Packers Ooh. win? I would have never got this. So I would have thought it would have been way more. Oh man, that's hard because it's, it's 1990, 2010. That's a 20. You said 2010, right? Yeah. So it's a 20 year span. I know there's a few years in the middle of 2000s that they were shit. There's a four and 12 year in 05. Um, geez. The Bears but had it, a few yeah, years. Yeah. The Vikings had a few. Yeah. Mm. Since you said you didn't, they don't think it's going to be as much. I'm going to go with eight. Ooh, seven. So dang, Oof, okay. that was close. Yeah. <clears throat> when when I saw that one, I guessed twelve. So yeah, that's uh, a good guess though. Like honestly, I <laughs> like I if if you didn't say, oh, I didn't think there'd be that much, I probably would have. My, my I would have sat here and said twelve. <laughs> <laughs> well, that yeah, that was that was closer than my guess. But this next one, if you're anywhere even in the ballpark, okay, you win. So okay. the Packers win their fourth Super Bowl. Yeah, their fourth Super Bowl and 13th overall NFC championship in 2010 season. In the yes. NFC championship game, they played the Bears. When is the last time before that that they've met the Bears in the playoffs? I would have never, ever. Hey, no, this is a this good question. This surprises me, too. It's It's got to be, like, weirdly one of the 70s or 80s just because I feel like that's odd. It was but... seven. Oh, sorry. Well, you said you started with a seven, so I'm going to go seven. <laughs> 74. So it was 70 years previous. Oh, my so gosh. 1941. You're joking. No. Yeah, no. It blew. I thought there would be some random fluke year where the Packers mm-hmm. slipped in and it was just like they probably didn't make the playoffs in 74. I thought maybe I can so guarantee they did. But <laughs> when did the uh, playoffs expand with the wild card? Uh, yeah. Was right. that like the late 80s? That's right. Okay. I should have thought about that. 
<laughs> I would have never thought about that. I, I, well, I guessed, didn't think about it until just now. So, and I would have guessed sometime, even in the no, that's just a tough question because it's it's very. I never even would have thought like it's that far back. Like because you know you obviously 2010 with NFC Championship, but like the Bears aren't the Lions. Like they they've made the play. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you would have thought they would have played again since you know in some recent time. Yeah, I wonder what the answer would be, or even the question would be with like have the Lion Packers and Lions met in the playoffs once, right? I don't know. I yeah. want. I want to say that it was in the not somewhere in the nineties and it was like, they played back to back weeks. They played week mm. 17 or that 16. happened a lot whatever. with the Vikings. I always remember that. Yeah. 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 You never want to win that last game of the regular season. I remember, I think it was the last time it happened with the Vikings where if we beat the Vikings, we would have had to play the Vikings the next week. Was that the if Joe we- Webb game? <laughs> So that one was the one that <laughs> went well for us, but the one we yeah. lost to the Vikings and then they had to go play someone and lost. And then we get to play the Reds or whatever, Washington football team. Yeah. And, commanders. Uh, come on. <laughs> yeah. The newly commanders. All right. We're going to start getting we, into kind of why we brought you in here. Okay. So, so one morning I woke up and I don't know why I had anxiety about how the Packers situation is looking. So I oh, we know the why. video and I found a couple of your videos. But the so the first one I found was you kind of just more explaining the situation, but not how exactly how they would go about fixing it. But what got you so interested in like the money side and the salary cap stuff of football? So uh, I'll start off by saying, you know, money talks. So that's, that's why I'll start by saying, and, and I think on the flip side, the money isn't talked about enough in the NFL. You know, there's, there's always, you know, analysis over players and, and, and on free agency and draft, but there's not a lot on, on salary cap. I mean, there is, and it's starting to get more talked about, but back then I, I, I don't really remember much. And it's a whole other aspect of the NFL that I think a lot of fans don't realize. And it can really dictate on what can and can't happen when you look at the numbers in terms of free agents to trades and all the all the above. Gotcha. Well, yeah. So we all like the idea of like going out and signing uh, Godwin from Tampa Bay. Yeah, right. We like that idea because he's a superstar. He's a great wide receiver. Or like a Jarvis Landry who's talking today yeah. about you know maybe not being in Cleveland anymore. We'd love to see that signing, but the money. Definitely is this year. Definitely not. And even in past years, I think a lot of people just look at it from a, from a microscope. They're like, Oh, I want this guy and this guy. I'm going to play it like Madden and turn off the salary cap and let's assign all these guys. And that's just, that's just not the reality of things. Most of the time. Now I'll talk about it in a bit, obviously when we talk about it more, but there's ways you can create a lot of room. Uh, It's from a booking standpoint, there's always ways to create room. So a lot of people always say, Oh, salary caps a myth. It's not a myth. It's just more so that you can kind of, there's a lot of, there is leeway. So for example, the Packers going all in again, they, they can is, is my point. Yeah. And that made me very happy when I heard that. Cause I was like, okay, so what, what are the repercussions <laughs> for this? But you got to check yeah. out uh, some of these videos because it'll put your mind at ease. At least it put my mind at ease. But... It may help a little bit soften <laughs> the pain. Yeah. <laughs> but I like how you said with the money talks, because yeah, yeah. I feel like on this podcast, we're very, uh, I would say for the most part, I don't know if I know Riley's opinion, but we're very Mason Crosby friendly. And this year, just with like the money talking when it comes to Crosby, 
it seems like this might be the year that he's gone. So I just think that's a valuable aspect yeah. that, that you look into and you have a better idea of what players are going to be able to stay until I seen you talk about that. I was like, why would we ever get rid of him unless we found someone that just outplayed him or we knew was yeah. better than him. But this yeah. year might seems like it might be the year, but funny, funny little add, add to that. Um, I've actually been to both of Mason Crosby's worst games uh, in Detroit and in Cincinnati last year. So I am Mason Crosby's curse. Just letting you guys know. Dang, well, stop, going to games. stop going to games. Uh, I've been to, I've been to 20 and 16 stadiums. So I ain't stopping. <laughs> All right. Do you know your record off the top of your head? Yes. It's positive, but not much. It, I guess with the Bengals, it might be like, Ooh, could be like, like maybe four, uh, 12 and eight or something, 12 and nine. Something. It's, it's close, but I go to a lot of road games. So that's actually quite impressive. Yeah, no, that is really good. I've been to one road game and it was opening day in Jacksonville this year. So, okay. I'm cursed on the road. 0 and 1 on the road. <laughs> Undefeated at home, though. So, I'm kind of like the I'm kind of like the Packers in that aspect. So. <laughs> so, from there, how did you go about learning so much about like the salary cap? Was it just plug and play or you got books, videos, people? I know all the above and I'll touch on each one. So, a lot of it was self-research kind of just like Oh, what are what is this? What is this? Search up articles on what this is and this is and this is, right? A lot of self-research, just searching up random, random crap here and there. Um, another one is a guy on Twitter named Ken Ingalls, if you guys have heard of him. He is an accountant. I am not an accountant. This dude knows more than me. I'll say it outright. He knows his stuff. Um, so a lot of uh time I've been looking at his Twitter over the years. I'm like, okay, that's what that means, and that's how that works. And then I kind of put my own twist on it and started doing it myself to see the certain situations and doing so spending hours on sites such as over the cap and spot track two wonderful sites for uh, sports contracts alike. Nice. That's uh, Ken Ingalls is the yes. name. So that's the second time he's been referenced by a guest on our podcast. Oh yeah. So, so you must be doing something right. Cause yeah, that was uh, uh, uh dusty. Yeah. Pointed us his way one time and said, yeah. Yeah. Is ever like cap stuff, but. He's the actual accountant. Like he, he, he knows how to do all that stuff. I just kind of, you know, learn what I can and go from there. All right. And now can you explain the NFL salary cap to us? Like we are five-year-olds. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll do my best here. So, uh, I'll start off by saying, so dead money is kind of, so dead money is money that's guaranteed money and you'll have to pay that player regardless. So, when it says you're cutting someone and they're going to get dead money, that's what that is. It's like signing bonus. So no matter what, when you cut slash trade them, you'll be paying this amount. Um, cap savings, on the other hand, is the portion that's not guaranteed. So for example, if $30 million is left on a player's deal and only 10 is guaranteed, you'd save $20 million off the cap and incur $10 million dead money. So you'd save $20 million off that cap number but still be paying the guy 10 million on the cap as well. So you save money, but you also still pay the player if that's considered dead money. Gotcha. So would it be fair to say, like, if you're looking at contracts, obviously you got to keep a close eye on like what the guarantees are. So if a guy yes. is getting four years, let's say 12 million a year, what, like, what, what would that contract sound like? I guess I could look like, up, like four year, like if you're saying four year, four, uh, was that 48 million? Yeah. 12 year. 
I mean, generally speaking, I like to, I mean, it's, it, it depends. Cause you've, you've, you've outliers like Kirk cousins, <laughs> you know, you, yeah. it, it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's, very, yeah. it's very, it's very positional as well. But, uh, when I'm making deals for certain positions that aren't quarterbacks, I like to think around like 40%. It, it, you can also look how teams do it. Cause a lot of teams offer more guarantees than other teams. Like Russ ball is, you know, very good at his job. So a lot of times he works in incentives and, and other things like that. But, uh, yeah. I like that. All right. So for me, could you explain it like on three? <laughs> uh, no, I, I, nice can, I, can, I, can, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> All right. So I have three cookies, right? There you go. One of which now you're talking about. <laughs> one of I have three cookies, one of which I promised to give you, right? And then two of which I said I'd give you over the course of the next two years if I'm still friends with you. If I All left right. today and said I'm not going to be your friend anymore, you'd still get the one cookie, but I'd keep the other two. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Can you explain how voidable years work? Yeah. Yeah. This is something that's definitely up and coming in the NFL. Like I to be honest, two years ago, didn't see much of it, didn't know much about it. But obviously, with the whole COVID thing and the salary cap going down for the first time in God knows how long, this started to happen. And it basically allows you to spread a player's bonus or guaranteed money um, out farther, therefore lowering their salary cap hit in earlier years, right? So for an example, say you have a two-year deal that's worth... Or sorry, a two-year deal that has $10 million bonus. Normally, that would be prorated into $5 million each year. So you'd have $5 million of bonus year one, $5 million of bonus year two. Now you add two void years to that deal. Now you have 2.5 million each year. So 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, and 2.5. Making the years the player is on the team cheaper, but also making you pay for said player when they're gone. So there's you know positives and definitely negatives. For example, if the Packers don't pay or don't re-sign Kevin King, which a lot of people don't want, but actually they could save money by re-signing him. Actually, no, they can't because the void, the void uh timeline passed. But They'll be paying Kevin King this year $3 million off their cap, no matter what. If he's off the team, they're paying Kevin King. So Kevin King, as much as you guys may hate him, you're still paying for him. <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't... I mean, so I, I think that it's fine to pay... Like, I don't know that it's fine to pay for him. I, it's fine if he ends up on the team, especially if we're already paying him. Exactly. I think that, that, that's my thing. So before the void thing passed, if you guys saw with the whole Devondre Campbell thing where they're like, oh, well, the... The void contract goes into effect 12 a.m., yada, yada, yada. That same was for Kevin King. So now the Packers are 100% paying him that three mil. And I don't, I'm not necessarily sure if, if they still resign him to a vet minimum deal, that cap number would go down. I'm not sure how that works after the, the void um, deadline, but that's essentially what it was. It was pretty much, hey, if you actually resign Kevin King to a one year deal at a veteran minimum, then it would still get spread out farther into his void years. And you'd actually be paying him less this year than, than if he wasn't on the team. The extensions generally push out the void years. Now, can the void years go beyond the first year that he's not signed? Yeah. So the way that works, you can technically add, like, I think Kevin King's one-year deal last year had four void years. Um, and I think it had like 750000 per year. But with the, the, the moment they're off the team, that all accelerates into that one year. So say if you have four void years at, at $2.5 million, and then they're off the team the first year that that's voided, you're paying what is that 10 million off a cap hit. So when they're on the team it's accentuated out but once they're off the team it, it, the rest of that bonus that's been spread out is paid that one year. All right, so do you know if you should 
like you have to sign them before the void hits I personally in order I, for those four years to count? I personally don't. That's 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 what I was saying with the whole Kevin King thing. Cause like before the void deadline. I was I was thinking, you know, if you resign Kevin King to a vet minimum, his cap hit would go down. But I'm not necessarily sure how that goes after the deadline. Okay, what's the first move you would make to start like solving the fifty million dollar cap problem? I think the most obvious one to me is either extending or restructuring Kenny Clark because he's kind of the youngest guy you can do this with. Well, sorry, I, I, actually, let me backtrack a little bit. Extend Jair Alexander. That's that's the easiest one. Sorry. So I'll actually do extend Jair Alexander because he's at his fifth year rookie option, which is a just over thirteen million dollar cap hit, which it's not going to stay. I mean, if you sign him to, you know, even a mega deal, it's not going to be thirteen million dollar cap hit the first year. They're going to backload it a little bit. So I think that's the easiest one because we all can agree. I think every single Packers fan can agree that Jair Alexander is going to get extended. And then I'll go. I'll go back to the Kenny Clark thing real quick. Um, him being younger than say David Bakhtiari. Preston Smith, Zadari Smith. Um, again, we can all agree that we want Kenny Clark to be on this team for the next three, four years. So oh, yeah. restructuring him wouldn't be that bad of an idea to push money out. And then also extending him. Same thing. Jair Alexander is your, is your, is your guy to start with, right? Yes. Yes, correct. Uh, um, who makes the biggest uh, change to the cap I on a move? I believe it would. I mean, outside of... Uh, Aaron Rodgers, if they would outright trade him, it would be Zadarius Smith. And in my video, I do end up cutting Zadarius Smith because I think saving 15.2 million is, you know, his cap number is 27.6 million. That's that's ridiculous for a guy that didn't play a full game last year. I love Zadarius Smith. I think he's a hell of a player. It's on the back end of his career or getting there at least. And uh, yeah, that's a quarterback cap hit. That's just, just not going to stay. You mentioned a trade for Aaron Rodgers. Does that remove all of the dead cap from Aaron Rodgers or does no, that include- so it does not. It's the same thing as a cut. If we're talking pre June 1st, which is the case here because they have to clear cap before March 16th. Same thing. If he's traded pre June 1st, you know, you're saving 19 million and you get 26 dead. Same thing with a cut. The only way that can, I believe can be changed if say a team were to agree in a trade to pay some of that bonus. If you could break it down simply, how could we afford both? Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers with what they're like requesting. Well, I'll start with the whole uh, Devonte Adams and saying that if he's wanting thirty million a year, I just it's 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 going to be very hard. I I think DeAndre Hopkins' deal is a complete outlier, and it's not fair to look at his as a top paid receiver because it's it's averaged out between the two years of his deal that Arizona gave him rather than the five years total between Arizona and Houston. Um, but I think you start with. Uh, People not named Aaron Rodgers and and Devonte Adams, you you have to clear that that space regardless, and that's you know cutting Zadarius Smith, extending Preston, uh, restructuring Kenny Clark, David Bakhtiari, extending Jair, extending Amos, cutting Randall Cobb, hundred um, percent, restructuring Dean Lowry. I mean, there's a ton of players you can restructure, which is like I said earlier, kind of just pushing money out to the future and going, hey, you know, we'll pay it, we'll pay it later, but right now we we uh, we're not paying that this year. Uh, what's the possibility of Cobb signing for his dead cap, which is like two and a half million or something like that? Is that you're talking a pay cut? Yeah. Um, it depends. I mean, 
Aaron Rodgers is the one that got him here. So I think Randall Cobb is very attached to Green Bay. So he's on the he's on the last, I mean, last year or two of his of his career in the NFL. We can all agree on that. He's he's what, 32 years old. So I honestly think that is a high possibility if Aaron Rodgers stays and he wants to remain with his best friend or one of his best friends. You know, you made your money in the NFL. Now is it about you want to remain in your where you grew up or or you know, changed your life? That could that could potentially be something, but that's something Randall Cobb has to think about, you know? Up there hunting yep. for that ring. Exactly. All right. Riley, you got your Yeah, I got a couple for you. I think we have to kind of think about if Rogers moves on. You know, we have to be ready just in case. One, will the cap, will our cap hit just even out kind of if we just get rid of his contract or how will that look and like then, this year or in the future yeah yeah like just say this year and i guess okay well yeah forward, so, if so you know. yeah so this year uh aaron Rodgers' cap hit right now as it as it sits which isn't going to remain is 46.6 million just absurd right so if you were to cut him right now or sorry not cut him trade him we'll say our, his cap hit on our on our 2022 salary cap is still 26 million. So around 20, you're saving around 20. So regardless, you're paying Aaron Rodgers. So that's why sure. I've kind of that's why I've kind of thought that you know an extension is 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 what likely is going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it works for both sides. Aaron Rodgers gets to play in Green Bay, finishes his career in Green Bay, and they save money. So in that regards, that's what I see happening. But it's not going to even out even until you know, 2025 almost, or sorry. Yeah. 2024, because in 2023, Aaron Rodgers actually still has a void year. So even if we traded him today, next year, we'd still be paying him 7.6 million on our cap. I'm going to cut you Riley real, real quick. So when we were making all these extensions, like, so I, I guess my add to Riley's question is, so we're, we're extending all these players. And then down the road, like when is it when you really have to like pay the piper? Like, so we extend Rogers out further. We do whatever we do to get Adams to say, we extend all these other guys. Um, yeah. Like I said, go watch your, watch your video, but we're extending all these guys. Like Aaron Rodgers reti- is going to retire eventually, whatever yeah. it is, two, three years. If at the point that he retires, is that, where it's going to like, would it level out there? Like if he just retires, we're going to be able to sign some other guys or is there going to be like, like a price to pay? Like, are we going to go into like a, I don't know, be the lions for a couple of years because we need to figure <laughs> out all this money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the one thing I'll say about that is next year, the Packers as, as the salary cap sits right now, which it, it isn't obviously because they have to clear $53 million. But as it sits right now, the Packers next year would have 118 million in cap space. So a, a shit ton. And in 2024, 175 million. But you got to realize there's not many people on the roster in, in both those years. And the reason it's so high in 2023 is because you're only paying, you know, your quarterback who's not on the team, but uh, regardless, seven mil. So it's like it, I, I always look at it as it seems like teams have a lot of money to spend whenever their quarterbacks are on rookie deals like the Seahawks. And that's why their defenses are good and all that. And how they make their, their Super Bowl, you know, runs multiple years in a row, but with extensions, I mean, yeah, sure. They're backloaded because you have to clear room this year, but it, it really all just comes down to Aaron Rodgers because he's going to take up the majority of your cap. I mean, 46 million, 
that that's an absurd percentage of, of this year's cap. That's 22.2% of the total cap. I mean, that's, that's over one fifth of the entire team, which is 53 players. You know what I mean? So it really yeah. just depends on a quarterback's sake in, in terms of how much money you have here and there. So like the Jaguars, they, they have a shit ton of money because Trevor Lawrence is on a rookie deal. They're not paying him anything like real, well, a little bit, but not anywhere near in comparison. It's, it's actually a lot better now nowadays than it used to be. Rookie quarterbacks in the first round are actually getting decent money now. That yeah, and that nails the the answer to that question is kind of yeah. Once once he's gone, it kind of almost fixes itself until you get the then, next high paid quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and so anybody that's successful is going to end up with a big contract too. And a lot right. of times they're backloaded and a lot of times they push money out and it really just makes the end of players contracts hard because a lot of, I mean, now more than ever with the cap going down and, and, and a lot of teams adding void years and whatnot. I mean, the new Orleans saints, if you want to be sad about our situation is go look over there and it'll make you <laughs> smile a little bit. Cause I mean, it, it's, it's ridiculous over there. I'm just looking at it now. I mean, you got four players that aren't quarterbacks making over $23 million cap hit this year. I mean, that, it's, it's just, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to be pessimistic again with my question. Um, That's fine, man. What What do you think would be like the best case scenario if we, again, chose to move on from, you know, Rodgers and Adams and had the availability to kind of not, I mean, I don't know where our cap would be at, but, you know, we'd have a little more freedom to do yes. stuff. Where would you like to see us spend or like prioritize after that? Obviously it'd be, quarterback but yeah after that so funny you say that because i actually did a video on this and i pretty much did a what if scenario hey what if the packers were to rebuild what if they were to go hey aaron Rodgers, see ya trading you getting as much draft capital as possible uh same thing with Devonte adams or if they do resign him for for jordan love if that would be the case but uh i went through that whole scenario and i kind of i tried to not push out as much money as possible i tried to give extensions to guys that should remain here jair kenny clark um, et cetera. And I actually ended up with like around 30 to 40 million in free spending money, but that's with President Smith cut, Zadari Smith cut. That's that's with a lot of guys that aren't there anymore or off the team. And I think right now, regardless, I think uh, the Packers need to look at a defensive line <laughs> in the draft and in free agency. Mm-hmm. And then of course a lot of that changes and and whatnot if you know you lose Devante and MVS. So you know, you're looking at a receiver group with like two two guys under yeah. contract, you know what I mean? Yeah. And one of which is gonna get cut or gonna get cut or take a pay cut in Randall Cobb. So um in terms of best case scenario, um, I think you kind of just you know see what you got with Jordan Love for the rest of his rookie deal and you build a defense around him and at least try to give him some weapons. And run the damn ball. Exactly. You got AJ <laughs> Dillon and Aaron Jones, but Aaron Jones is, I, I think is I'm 95% sure this is his last year as a Packer, even though he signed for the next three years, the way his yeah, deal is structured. That deal, like I said, I, I was pretty naive to like the, the money side of football still kind of, um, <laughs> from watching your stuff to get caught up with it. But even when I seen the money that Aaron Jones got, love the dude, but man, I was like, that seems like some money. If you got AJ Dillon. Well, the beauty of it, the way Russ Ball structured it, it was pretty much a two-year deal. And I don't know Aaron Jones' agent, but it's very clear that there's an easy out after this year. 
And Aaron Jones is, is, is going to be kind of screwed because he's 28 now. So after this year, he'll be 29. And that's kind of your shelf life for running backs. So in 2021, his cap hit was 4.4 4 mil. In 2022, it was 8.9. And then in 2023, it jumps up to 19. You know, we're talking a Zeke Elliott type garbage contract numbers here. And that's an instant out. Like, I, there's no possible way they're paying 29 year old Aaron Jones that much money with AJ Dillon on, on the roster. It's just, it's just not going to happen. That's why I, I'm giving it a 95% chance. And I think that's being low <laughs> that he's gone after the season. All right. I have one more question. It's, it's a little more random. Like, I love, <laughs> I, I grew up like just watching highlight videos and, mm. and I've like coming back to your YouTube kind of doing research search for this interview like i remembered watching some of these highlights so yeah like when you make them do you say it's a season highlight do you like write it down as it happens like when i make this season then highlight clip come back to this or like how do you look so, for plays and yeah i was thinking about doing that at some points and i actually i have had notepads where i write stuff down but it's more so for cinematic stuff because a lot of times when they break off commercials or the intro to the game or after halftime there's a lot of good cinematic clips so i'll write that down you know halftime of this game go back here and grab those cinematic clips right Mm -hmm. but for plays um back when nfl game pass was actually usable it's absolute dog shit now but back when it was actually usable you could sort by plays and you could control f on the computer type in someone's name and you could generally go down every single play they're involved in and click on that play and it would bring you to that play that's not a thing anymore so that's kind of another reason why i've kind of toned it down with the whole the whole highlight thing it's just because it's it's just like pulling teeth making these things now and uh, but yeah, I, I've thought about that. So that's an interesting question that you had there. Is that the NFL trying to keep people from like the copyright issues? So the, here's the thing. Uh, I'll speak on copyright real quick because I've I've gone through the whole process because I started in 2013 back when you could not upload anything NFL content without getting a strike, meaning three strikes and you're out. My first channel with 6000 subs was deleted by the NFL. Back then, there was no uploading anything NFL. They were pretty much, that's mine. You know, if it's it, it, like, if you try to upload this, like, fuck off. Like, I'm, I'm deleting your shit. Like, you're done, right? Nowadays, they're smarter and they claim your content. So if I upload a highlight video that gets 2 million views, they get 2 million views in ad revenue. All of it. I don't, I don't get a penny. So um, I don't think it's them. Honestly, it's a dumb move on them because I, I would want more people uploading my stuff to mm-hmm. gain ad revenue when you don't have to do any of the work. So I think it's just their horrible website and their their team over there probably all being like the average age of 75 in terms of the NFL <laughs> Game Pass. That's what I see with the the MLB. I think it's yeah. the MLB has like a really bad like you can't you can barely post clips on like Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah. And you can kind of see the viewership going down. I'm not saying it's because of that, but it certainly doesn't help that it's like, free promotion yeah exactly especially yeah. to a younger audience exactly so i want to freestyle here a little bit so we had the aaron Rodgers <laughs> on uh pat McAfee show today so what uh, would you yeah. think of it so i i heard you had a bold prediction going into what you thought the news was going to be and what do you think after it to me it wasn't bold like it, it was more so what i just like almost knew was going to happen like aaron Rodgers is very 
meticulous person. I, I don't see him making an Instagram post, not announcing retirement just to retire the next day on a Pat McAfee, McAfee uh, podcast. I, I just don't see it. I think there'd be something bigger than that and, and, and more planned out by him. Um, so I, I went into it thinking either he's going to be like, hey, I was in my feels. I was a four, four finger scotch type of night. <laughs> or say absolutely nothing like hey I, I have nothing to announce like so get on with our show like and that's exactly what he did so that, I, I I was almost certain no retirement or oh Packers trade me was going to happen when a lot of people on Twitter were saying it was it, I, I, I didn't see that at all yeah the only thing I could have seen I think I was more in your camp where I was like I don't think I don't think anything huge is going to come out of this but like I don't think he could have went on the show and said like hey like Broncos come take me. Yeah. No, no I want. So, I mean, that one was kind of off the table in my mind, but yeah, but I, I was like, uh, I'm not going to rule out anything with him right now. But. Yeah. That's, that's a fair assessment. <laughs> uh, so I was just going to say that I don't, I wouldn't put like really anything past him. And if he's going to ask for a trade, I wouldn't, I wouldn't assume that he would just do it on McAfee's show. But I think that he would have done it last night with the Packers and then said, and I fully expect you to hold on to this information until I put it on McAfee show. Agreed. I could have seen him doing that. I guess. Because what was the other thing? There's a big press conference coming tomorrow. So stuff was lying out. I don't don't see anything happening there either. (laughs) Literally zero. (laughs) I think Goot's going to talk about the upcoming draft and saying, hey, we'd love to as Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams back in Green Bay for 2022, and that's that's going to be the gist of it. That's that's all it's going to be. I was pretty lazy with watching the coverage. Once once he like basically said the first thing where he's like, "This is going to be the same old Tuesday." I was like, "Oh, I got other shit to do." So you can see I'm the not, pain uh, in Pat's face, like he just Pat. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, Matt yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they had a hundred. It was a hundred thirty thousand people at the start. Yeah. Insane, insane. <laughs> but they're going to have that every week until. He makes an announcement of some sort. It's genius. <laughs> I don't yeah, maybe Pat's him. the one telling him, don't fucking tell anybody what's going on. Yo, dude, it would be cool if you post this like cryptic Instagram post and <laughs> come on my <laughs> show the next day. That would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, fuck it. Let's do that. You know what I mean? Uh, and you might have answered this. Maybe I was zoning out. But like, <laughs> just I guess from the, the uh, interview on there, from what I heard from the other people that sat there and listened to the whole thing out. Like I said, I was kind of out. It made me feel like, I mean, I fully feel like Aaron Rodgers can be back. Maybe it wasn't just that interview. I don't know. It just seems like that beef with the team that he had that seemed like it wasn't going away has went away. And yeah, I don't know. I think it's a all in season. I like your video fixing the cap and like, it makes sense. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, like you said, it's not like, oh, my my stuff's 100% fact of like what you can do with it. But, you know, it's a good idea of what you yeah. can do with it. And you, they got a chance to go all in. And it looked like they had a chance to go all in two years in a row. So it looks like there's a two-year window. No, I agree. I mean, if you have a back-to-back MVP quarterback, like you have to. I mean, I'm lucky enough to literally have only seen two Hall of Fame quarterbacks start for the Packers, right? I, I think know. we're all there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, if you're older, like, like, like my dad, you, uh, he, you know, you've seen 
the shit times. And I think, I think all of us can sometimes be a little bit, I like to call it entitled because kind of like uh, not title town and titled town <laughs> with the, with the whole quarterback thing. Cause Everyone, I, I see it in uh, comments and Twitter all the time. Oh, move on from him. Move on from him. I'm ready for, I get that. I get that. You, a lot of people love change, uh, pun intended. But when you have an MVP quarterback two years in a row and he's still playing at MVP level, you got to keep him. You got to go after a Super Bowl. What, what is the goal of football? What is the goal of the NFL to win the Super Bowl? And that's what that would you know hopefully bring. So that's my opinion on it. Yeah, and I'm yeah. guaranteeing a Super Bowl victory next year. So as long as he's there, it's guaranteed. You heard it here first. I'm banging the drum. <laughs> All right. All so right, if it doesn't Pat, happen, Pat, when a... was the last time you did not guarantee a Super Bowl? Victory? <laughs> so it was probably before I knew what football was. <laughs> so, so I've been tossing. So, you, out so those you've games. got one year right. <laughs> I've got two. I was. Oh, I got the '96, '97. Okay, nice. So two for 30-ish. So I'm, I like those odds. You're killing that. You're killing Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so I actually think that as Packer fans, we need to kind of stop pissing and moaning about being a really good team just because we're not a great team, right? So we don't win the Super Bowl every year, but I'd I'd much rather be within a game or two than be the fucking Lions. Agreed. I mean, we we, we get to look forward to things, you know, come January. We're not just hoping for a certain team to lose. You know what I mean? No. And yeah. it, it, it's ended like shit a lot this past decade. It has. It really has. Some, some times where I question things. But <laughs> the fact that we're all there in those situations, I mean, at the end of the day, and I've said this a lot, I've actually really changed my mindset in terms of football. It's for entertainment. I mean, yeah. unless you're unless you're betting you know, you're putting your house up on a bet against the Green Bay Packers and they blow it. I, it's entertain, it's entertain, it's entertainment, you know, like at the end of the day, you know, your life's going to go on for the most part. You know, you're going to, you're going to have your family, your friends, your work, your this, your that. So it's entertainment. And, and, and to be, you know, quite frank, when your team wins, it's more entertaining than when they lose. <laughs> well, unless someone else has anything want to get into did we miss anything we had a whole uh, script written up for you so you did an amazing job thank you so much for coming on bass yeah bass we appreciate it yeah man uh, thanks for having me it was fun i mean i i never i never thought i was a quote-unquote you know cap guy i just kind of just you know Oh, you're definitely Dude. my cap guy. You're my go-to. Dude. Dude, <laughs> you're my, my go-to cap guy. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. That's that. That was my goal with this sort of thing. I'm not. I'm not trying to act like I, I know it all. But I just wanted to maybe teach people some things that they might not know. And I think that's the beauty of the internet. Yep. And you do an amazing job at it. So I'm going to be definitely checking out more of your, your work. So you can find that on YouTube, uh, Basarski productions correct and then what what's your uh twitter because i know you put it's, out some yeah so really i just have like the youtube and the twitter i don't really i have personal instagram but i don't i don't post anything on there it's just basarski same thing just without the productions well yeah go check out that stuff thank you so much for coming on you were awesome yeah, man. yeah thank you very much best yeah man thanks for having me guys yeah thank you thank you And that was our interview with Bass.
like we said, taught us all about that salary cap, had a good old time, talked about some Aaron Rodgers going on Pat McAfee to just tell everybody nothing and that he's probably going to be doing that for the next couple of weeks and just getting viewers out the ass. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do to get the viewers. Right. So maybe we should have Aaron. Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he wants to make an announcement on here. I don't know. I don't like uh, people coming on and just giving us nothing burgers. So I'll, I'll we'll stay away from Aaron Rodgers until, until he makes his decision. Then we'll have him on. So once he has some real news, then we'll be willing to have him on. I got you. Yeah. That's fair. So obviously we want him to come back to the Packers, but we don't want him on banging on the drum until uh, he gets his life figured out. So he'll be doing himself a favor and us a favor. So, but yeah, a great interview with Bass. I thought that guy knows his shit and yeah, he was just good at explaining it. He's got awesome content on YouTube too. He does, um, plays uh, NCAA football and he also does like salary cap breakdowns like you said in some scenarios that he's you actually learn some shit from him so check him out and that was one thing Riley was digging into that I didn't find out until a little later um that I didn't have many questions about his highlight clips like he he would make like those the things like oh the Packers won the Super Bowl and like this was the turning point and then like it's like a cinematic video of how the season goes. Like it's a it's an entertaining watch. Yeah, make some good stuff. But yeah, I checked out a couple of those right before. Wasn't too cute into that because, like I said, how I found them is I was scrambling for someone to explain the salary cap, so I just googled it. His video came up, and yeah, he broke it down in there like you're like a ten year old. So that was pretty good already. But then we got him to break it down even to the point that a three-year-old could be able to understand this. So. Well, I had to make sure I understood what was going on. It was a little, a little bit confusing. So, so yeah, yeah, all good. All right. So we're going to roll into overs and unders. And then I think spicy meatballs, Wisconsin minute. And that's, that's going to be the episode, but for overs and unders, I know I keep asking you guys, to lead off, but I'll lead off this time. So show you guys how to do it right. You lead with your under and then you leave the people with good news. So my under, since I was scrambling to make this, um, and I only remember from what happened today. So today I hurt my back at the gym, not doing anything even productive. I was just moving (laughs) weights from like one bar to another bar. So it wasn't like I was like trying to deadlift too much or anything like nothing no weight so it was moving a 45 pound plate to a leg press and i just picked it up awkwardly because i was being lazy and i tweaked the shit out of my back right now i got it pretty loose but it has been tightening up like nothing i've ever felt before so i gotta figure out i think if i just roll it tomorrow i'm gonna be good that was this morning yeah, this morning. Oh, man. Yeah, wait till you go to fucking bed, man. <laughs> wake up. Be able to fucking... uh, yeah, I'm hoping that's not the case. So. You get, you're getting old, Pat. You're getting old. <laughs> Apparently. Oh, and I guess like news to go along with that. We found a dog ball that doesn't that is unable to get uh, chewed up like a tennis mm-hmm. ball. So, you know, how you roll out your like muscles like using a tennis ball 
this ball is even a hundred times better for that. So I was rolling that ball like on my back to get like the muscles loose. This is like a specific exercise ball. No, this is like like a lacrosse ball. It's like a dog toy. It's like a super, like this passed (laughs) the tough dog toy test that we were talking about. It's like advertised for dogs. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I bought it at PetSmart. (laughs) Did you buy it to roll uh, your back out or did you buy it for your dog? No, I bought it for my little dog's birthday. Turned three, turned three on the 17th. So he got a toy and then. uh, Happy birthday. Yeah, happy yeah, birthday, happy buddy. Birthday. He's right behind me, actually. It's a happy birthday, Spit. Oh, they love you <laughs> and they think you're handsome. So <laughs> so he is. He is very lovely and handsome. But anyways, over. I'll go to that. So we had friends come visit us for the first time since we've been in Tallahassee. Was awesome. Time flew. Way too much fun. Uh, but we explored more of Tallahassee in the three days or three, three and a half, four days that were, they were here. Then we have the whole time since we've been down here. So about a month, a little over a month we've been down here and Tallahassee isn't that big, but it's got super nice downtown coming out of Sparta. I think I would have thought this was a big city, but now, now after a couple of the places I've lived, small city, it's comfortable size, like it. Uh, so compared to like lacrosse, what are we looking at? Like it feels lacrosse-esque to me because Madison almost feels, has to be way big. Yeah. Uh, me and my buddy were talking. It's smaller than Madison by like, what's Madison's population? Do you guys know? Like 500,000, I think. Ooh, so I think it's like 200,000. Yeah, I, th- I thought Madison than. was like, so Tallahassee is one. 191,000. 191. Riley's Madison is, oh, 269. So, so about. Okay. But to me, it feels a lot. That shocks me. Yeah, it feels a lot smaller than Madison to me. But but what do I know? I must not have explored the whole city yet. So I guess we were basically going to the same area of the city every time. So that's how I feel with Fort Worth because. Like it's it's a big town, like, but we only stay in one area. But like every time we go out with friends, like you see something new and it feels like a small city, but I feel like every time I go out, there's just something new. <laughs> yeah, I think we just left uh the West Salem, Spartas and Wiltons of the world. Mm-hmm. And the first time mm-hmm. you do that, you get to lacrosse and you think you're in a big city. See, uh, I went to Sparta, I thought that was a fucking city. <laughs> oh yeah, Mike. Mike uh, wooed his wife into marrying her, him after his first date in Sparta at McDonald's. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh-huh. I, so, so to be fair, this is her fault, in my opinion. So she goes, you want to go get something to eat? I said, yeah, where do you want to go? And she says, well, I don't care. I said, I'm going to take you to McDonald's if you don't fucking tell me where you want to go. Fair so enough. she wouldn't tell me. So we went to McDonald's. To be fair, McDonald's is awesome. Yeah, it's only okay. Just like everything else that's fast food, too. So outside of obviously uh Coney Island. Yeah, Coney Island is great. Right. All right, who's next? Um, all right, so my my under is so I got another shitty under, so it's not as shitty for like me personally, but it still was pretty tough. 
Uh, so my grandma who in January came back home. Uh, so I think I mentioned it on the podcast previously, she had a stroke. Right. And so she, she got back home in like late December, early January. Well, so this week, week after my pup dog dies, her pup dog is super sick. So I go out there and I'm trying to like get it to take some fucking water, eat something like anything at all, take its medicine. But uh, yeah, on Monday, her pup dog passed away too. Jeez, and so, Yeah. So just like some shitty, shitty stuff going on, like in terms of dogs and the Doherty family. Currently, so. Yeah. I was going to say the Doherty's are not having a good time with their dogs. Yeah. Sorry not, to hear about that. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Bad news again. I know. At um, least you let off with the bad news. <laughs> right. And so like, to be fair, like, that's not like, it's not my dog. Right. But like, so I feel bad for me. Good news. I don't know if I got like a shitload of good news. Um, but like we went skiing again, had a pretty good weekend, just hanging out, being with the family. Did something else too. I don't remember. We've been going out doing doing some fun things. My daughter and I go skiing quite a bit. I took my nephew. So we skied for like five hours on Sunday. It was 50 degrees in Wisconsin, which I believe is like the reason you live in Wisconsin is the first day that it hits like 50, 60, maybe like sometimes it goes from like 15 degrees to 60 degrees or 70 degrees. Those are the days that you're here for. And on Sunday we had, that it was 50 degrees. It was almost too hot to be skiing because you got all your stuff on. It was a great day. Your, your unders are such unders and your overs are so overs are so mediocre. No, no, I wasn't saying that. I was saying they're like so wholesome. You're like, I taught my daughter a life skill that is going to last her forever. But, but yeah, no, dude, Wisconsin does 50 degrees. It's got to be up there. They do it better than anybody else. Like we're so spoiled with 50, like down here, like people are still in like coats and stuff, but 50 degrees in Wisconsin, you got like people with their shirts off, like grilling drinking beers like oh yeah it is cane like we are good to go that that's one thing i do miss about wisconsin i think like the springtime like 50 degrees when you hit that right so in the middle of the summer if you hit 50 degrees like you're freezing right yeah i think that's pretty much it going from like in you can easily go from like a negative 10 day to seven within two or three days you know what i mean Pretty yeah, and then you appreciate if you hit it too. And if you hit that 70 day, it's like the greatest thing that ever existed. And you get to see that, you know, a couple times a year, I think, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, I was walking my dogs today and it was 75 and I was like, damn, it's hot out. This is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> we just got a cold front. Like, so yesterday, I, or two days ago, it was 85 and sunny. And today it was 40 and windy. And tomorrow it's going to be like 30. I don't know. Pat was like, wait, it's cold down there. And I thought the cold front was going across like the whole nation. And now I feel like I'm back in Wisconsin now. My under, I have the laptop pooped its pants and I'm taping on my, on a second iPhone right now. I did my notes, old fashioned way, pen and paper. I'm currently, the phone's on uh, three cereal boxes. 
and a Girl Scout cookies box. It's just, it's a minor inconvenience. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but. What kind of Girl Scout cookies? Some, uh, there's some Samoas. Yep. Oh, those are the best ones. Nope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter patties or whatever. So, I mean, to be fair, the Girl Scouts in- get the cookies right. Oh, They've yeah. done a nice job with the cookies, but Samoas are definitely the best. 100%. I respect your situation. So, so, so your under is your computer is now named Carson Wentz. I think you got to get it a Carson Wentz like fat head to put on your computer that go. you need to throw away. There we go. That's a good call. Like um, it's out, out, like out forever. It's done. I don't know. I like restarted it. I turned it off and restarted it. Restart it once a week because it's old. Kind of need to do it. And this time it said like fixing problem. And <laughs> it's been fixing the problem since 7 a.m. this morning. So I, oh, so I, be Google, I, I Googled the code and they're like, you need a new hard drive or like you need it's done. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. so we'll see. We'll see how it looks in the morning. I think. Yep. Your birthday is coming up in October. So you only have about eight months, eight months. And yeah, <laughs> and you'll be good to go. There we go. My over. I actually had a decent weekend. It's, it was my first time at a winery. I was texting the group chat. It was kind of like, like, I don't, I've never been to one. Kind of stick out like a sore thumb there. But no, I went. I had probably one too many glasses of wine, which made it more enjoyable. And I had a good time. Yeah, I think there's like a stigma to like wineries. I I think even when I was young, wineries, golf courses, can't think of another good example. But I think you learn with age that like people are just there to get drunk and like they don't they don't really care. I mean, you can go to some fancier vineyards or courses like where sure you need to like dress up, but the courses I've gone to and the wineries that I go to like. People are usually wearing a T-shirt that says like, Vino, what you did last summer or something like some sort of wine pun on them. That's awesome. I also kind of have a second over. Uh, I I don't know if I got you to watch soccer, but you watched soccer this weekend. This is kind of an under two. It was like we were watching. Mike even tweeted about it. It was an awesome finish. The whole game, like it was like known as kind of the game of the year so far, and you just go, "I need more from it." So that one, <laughs> that one, like I like that was probably the highlight sports or my of that so far, that whole league so far, and you just get, "I need more from it." So that that one kind of hurt, but what you guys? So the thing you sent was sweet, but me waiting for that to happen, yeah, was no, I not very enjoyable. But I was starting to get more of the beauty of soccer. It was semi-enjoyable. I was in uh, what we call bonus land or uh, in the shampoo zone. So I was like a little hungover from the night before. I cracked a beer and I was like back on pace. So I was a little tipsy when I was watching it. Yeah, fair enough. And I can do that. I feel like it. I like the times of it. I like how early it is. Doesn't ruin. I feel like also 
kind of every few years, a few people care about it, and then it kind of just goes away. I feel like I can watch high-end soccer, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, oh, yeah. MLS soccer does not interest me at all. Yeah, oh, it's, it's awful. So, to be fair, like, I'm, I'm in, the same with baseball, right? So, like, it is difficult for me to watch the go into a loggers game. I see, and I can't, I just, like, I, d- I don't know why I can't get fucking into a loggers game. Yeah, I care I'm, less. I'm trying to think, but like loggers games are like more high end than, uh, in my opinion, than like high level. Well, maybe not high level college baseball, but like it is the high level college baseball guys like brought yeah. together. And I like I like that. And I think it's like a very good brand of of baseball that the loggers have. I enjoy it, but I mean, I love so baseball, baseball too. So like. That's yeah. it, that's my boring sport that I can uh, soldier for. And to be fair, like when I like right after high school, I think, or maybe I was still in high school. Like they had uh, Chris. I want to say they had Chris Sale and Max Scherzer on that team. Mm-hmm. So like two like super elite level pitchers, and I still was like, eh, who cares? And Thames was like in the in that era too. Did he play for the loggers or did he play in that league? He played because for the loggers. Because Sale played in the for the loggers, I think. Yeah, so yeah, did Thames. Thames played for. All right, we'll call back to to the Thames playing for the loggers. I know he did. There's a big poster of him. So okay. from overs and unders, let's roll into spicy meatballs. I think I might be the only one that doesn't really have one. So I'm going to come up with a spicy meatball on the fly after you guys. Eric Thames did play for the loggers. Yep. Uh, So for me, I am tired of, you know, for people who follow me on Twitter, they're probably aware of this right now, but I am, I am really sick of the like era debates. So the, MJ versus LeBron, Marino versus either Peyton or Marino versus Rogers or Marino versus Rivers or somebody like that, right? So somebody who's good but doesn't win a Super Bowl or has only won one Super Bowl. Because when you look at stats from Dan Marino, you have to remember that everything he was doing was being done for essentially the first time. And even if you go back further than that and you look at like a Johnny Unitas or a Dan Fouts, the same premise is that they're like revolutionizing what football is. So they did that in the 70s and then Marino did it in the 80s and 90s. And then Peyton does it in the late 90s and early in all through the 2000s. And right now, Rodgers is doing it through this time and the really big thing that they're going to take from Rodgers is that if you want to be a super elite level quarterback, you have to not throw interceptions, right? Your touchdown to interception ratio needs to be better than his. That's what the next quarterback will be. The next guy that is like, and I don't want to say great because there's going to be great quarterbacks in the NFL all the time. The next guy that really transcends the game, which I think Rodgers does. I think Peyton did. I think Brady does. He's going to be a guy that doesn't throw picks. The guys that are 
great quarterbacks and will be great quarterbacks throughout their career, like a Mahomes or an Allen, if they don't like push that interception ratio down, I don't think they'll ever be something more special than what Rodgers was. But I don't like the era debates because you're playing in different games, right? The guys, Marino, uh, the guys that played with Marino for wide receivers, like they let him do anything to those guys, right? You yeah. kick him in the shin, whatever. So I think that's the one thing that people do the worst with those is they go back and look at the old era with the lens from now. I think there's a good saying that I'm messing up, but anyways, you can't look at like old stuff with the new lens, say it's the same thing. I don't mind like the Jordan LeBron debate because I feel like there's fair points and stuff, but people just start losing their minds over that stuff. And I think that's when those debates get annoying. Riley, you got yours lined up or anything on mics? I guess I, I mean, I totally agree. I think it depends on like what era you also grow up in. Like, I feel like the older people tend to think Jordan's better because they grew up watching Jordan and, you know, I can't, I can't compare Jordan to LeBron. So I only know LeBron because I wasn't old, old enough to watch Jordan. So I think in terms of that, like debate, if it's era to era, I feel like it's so like favored and who's good in that era. Like, I feel like it, that's the only fair way like to compare players. Like, I think it's fair to say LeBron's the best, greatest player of this era. But before that, it was Jordan. And then before that, whoever, you know. But I think all-time player debates are just, like you said, just kind of pointless. Yeah. But, yeah. My, I guess my argument is always like, does LeBron ex- ever exist if Jordan didn't come before? Almost no chance. Yeah. I, I guess I don't know what to say about something like that because i think there is like outlier guys like like if you go back and look at some some stuff like lebron could have been one of those outlier guys that changed the game on his own so i think that i think he's still an outlier guy right but if jordan never exists he changes the game into what jordan changed the game to okay you know what i mean the butterfly effect without jordan well so like if you see something being done like then you're like well shit it can be done i can do it too that's a different mindset right so somebody's going to be better than what lebron is because they've seen lebron do it they saw him do all these things and now they're like well i can go do all those things and i can do these things too i like it all right riley what do you got I don't know if it's the spiciest of meatballs. I just think money has ruined almost all like all-star games, pro bowls for like any, any of those type of things ever. Cause every player is so afraid to like, you know, injure themselves obviously and ruin that next contract. Cause that money has been so like increased so much over the last few years. So I just, I think all-star games are just pointless now. Like I've, I there's not a single all-star slam dunk contest, Pro Bowl, 
whatever that I've like looked forward to watching since maybe like freshman year of high school. And yeah, I, and I wonder if that happens with age as well. But yeah, they definitely have gotten way, way softer. And mm-hmm. and I don't even think it's just the players. And I don't think you were trying to pigeonhole that it's just the players, but like teams don't want their guys to like go out yeah. and give a hundred percent. Cause because when's the Bucks next game? Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, whatever. Okay, they have time to rest. That was a bad point by me. But anyways, like, yeah, the Bucks. But I think want. that's in, that's also increased over the past few years because I remember, I don't know how recently, but I felt like they only had two days either way of the yeah, game general. that they've had off. Yeah. Well, so you tear your ACL, a week's worth of rest doesn't mean. No, I think you're right. I I can't argue that. Yeah, I got a hard time tuning in. I feel like, though, how would you fix it? I think with football, it should purely be like, but they used to do this. So there's probably a reason they don't do this anymore. But like the skill, like all the skills competition, like let's see how Barb can throw a ball. You need your star players doing it. Yeah, that's like you just need ratings. You need ratings. You need players. So you. So what if it guaranteed your contract if you got injured, right? So you're in the all-star mm-hmm. game. So you performed exceptionally well for your team, right? So basketball is a little bit different. So foot, let's just call, say, football or the, the Pro Bowl, right? You go out and, like, you break your neck, right? You can never play again. Whatever your contract was gets guaranteed. So that would, like, your franchise tag guys probably wouldn't play in this Pro Bowl but like you'd still have superstars out there playing. Mm, but yeah, but then but, I think teams would be like, why are we going to let our guys do that? Like, so, but if you have pro bowlers, right. That's how you want them to play during the season. I get what you're saying. Like, why would the team be like, yeah, we're just going to give them the money, but maybe they, they don't in the NFL. Mm. Right. Yeah. So it cuts them from their books and the NFL pays out the money, which just comes from all 32 teams. No, I think what it's just got to be is you recognize your best players. We don't need that much of a spectacle about it. Yeah, like you have your whatever, the you're all Madden, you're all pro, you're whatever. Because, I mean, even the Pro Bowl now, like you see guys that are Pro Bowl quarterbacks and you're like, this guy made the Pro Bowl? Like, well, basically <laughs> all he did was like breathe. <laughs> this year and but so to be fair like mac jones made it yeah i don't think all. so i mean i'm a hater i'm fuck. no that's i mean that's fair that's super fair <laughs> like, would you just would you just get rid of pro bowls and all like those games entirely yeah i think i think it's just recognize too hard to the, do. recognize the players more afterwards and maybe do incentives to qualify for all pro i mean there is obviously but i i mean i don't have any idea how you fix football without like mm-hmm. throwing shit loads of money at guys yeah and i don't and it have to be shit loads of money too yeah like, to, like i said you'd have to guarantee their entire contract mm-hmm. or something like that like otherwise you get like injured injured they'll just fucking cut you Mm-hmm. And I know how I fix them personally. I just don't watch them. Yeah, like, I don't watch them. <laughs> yeah, well, so, yeah. And it doesn't I did watch me. the NBA one, and the NBA one was awesome. I 
I liked that nobody was playing defense, that like Curry was just bombing up threes, but I knew it wasn't a real basketball game. He had like 63 pointers. Yeah. And only 52 even, points. Uh, no, I know I, I've been watching, I feel like our weekends more of the NBA than Pro Bowls of the NFL as of recently. But they've added like more of a money incentive into the NBA and changed up. They do the Elam ending. So instead of doing like a full 12 minutes, they do like a target score after a certain amount of time. So it, you play to a point which kind of all the, all those players are competitive or com- really competitive. So it's it boils down to at least a little more competitive play within the players. I just think the NFL keeping it the way it is is awful. Yeah, but I think the NFL, just the nature of the sport, there's a reason why they yeah. only play it once a week. Like I I just think you just gotta find a way for people not to care that it's not gonna happen. Like, or they play flag football or seven on seven. Like or a fun skills competition. Like, yeah, fun skills competition. Like baseball, I don't get why baseball wouldn't be great other than your pitchers. Like you definitely need like a week off after the all-star game so no one gets their pitchers like on bad rest. But I, I feel like that's an easy fix for them in a competitive standpoint because it's not really a game where – like just make sure they know the rule is, which the rule is now, like you really can't run over the catcher. And it usually it'd only be like a freak accident in baseball, but, but yeah, NFL, I don't know how you fix that. I really, really don't know. Yeah. Me neither. Like I said, unless you're going to like just dump tons and tons of money out to go and play. And even then that might not. Dude, it's funny they used to. Did you guys know they used to do the Super Bowl champion versus the uh, NCAA All Stars? I think the Packers oh. after Super Bowl two were the only only team to ever lose to the NCAA All Star team. I don't know. I saw, don't you don't need to fact check to that, Riley? The, but I'm pretty sure that's they used to do the Canadian Football League too. Oh, that'd be some. Cool. I didn't know if that was a Super Bowl winner, but like an NFL team would play a Canadian Football League, like the winner of the Canadian Football League. That'd be sweet. I'd sign up for that one. I'd watch that game and pay them a bunch take, of money. Like the worst on I know the NFL team wins, but the worst <laughs> NFL team versus Bama or something. Just run. Spice it up some somehow. I don't know. All right. From there, we are going to move to the Wisconsin Minute. We'll start with the Badgers. Uh, since last episode, they've had two games. Uh, they beat Indiana 74 to 69. Uh, we kind of recapped how that one went down. But anyways, Indiana played them tough uh, until the end. Uh, Johnny Davis scores 30, 30 points. Davison puts in 21 points, but whatever. It, it was a pretty good game. Davis, Johnny Davis gets the BJ from me in this one but this two game stretch from the badgers kind of gave me more faith and i'm granted they weren't playing the best teams in the big 10 badgers look good in that one indiana looked like a good team as well so we'll just move right to the fun one and we'll get to the fun stuff at the end so this one pretty good so 
Wisconsin beats Michigan 63 to 77 or 77 to 63. Pretty good team effort for the Badgers. Basically, first half ended 31 to 31, but in the second half with 15 minutes left in the game, Badgers just were completely dominant. Uh, Davis had 25 points, led the team, but then all the other starters had 10. So, so in this game, or not 10, but all were in double digits. So this game, I don't know, the Badgers, Badgers made me think they deserved the rank they had. I think Riley and I had a little discussion that Badgers were only minus one and a half at home against Michigan. And I said, yeah, because I don't think the Badgers are really as real as the number to the left of their their uh, team name. But I feel I feel kind of the same way that and I was big on them early that I thought that they were great. And I don't know. I think Riley has mentioned quite a few times that they might have peaked a little bit early. It's a real possibility. Their team is not playing the way they were early in the season. Yeah. But this two game stretch is kind of what I'm saying is it seemed like they got something back on track. Like mm-hmm. granted Davis is playing great again. I think they had a little run where Davis wasn't having his best games. Davison won't stop shooting, even if he sucks at shooting. So I think there's something um, kind of refreshing about that is like no moments like too big for him. And I think the Badgers are going to need, need him down the stretch. But anyways, long story short, I think we got sweet 16 and heartbreak potential again. And the big story coming out of this game, Riley was just fired up cream in his jeans about this, but the fight that came out after the game between Howard and guard and Kravinoff and the whole team, I guess, how do, how do you guys feel about that? So I'll get into kind of, the things that I thought about it. I think that, and don't take this the wrong way, right? So I think Juwan Howard is the same dude that Kravinoff is, but Kravinoff is not the dude on that staff. I'm just laughing. Yeah. He just is not. Like, the way he played basketball, he's hard-nosed. Like, he's like 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, I get that that's what Juwan Howard is, too. Did anything right. come out that Kravinoff said something? I don't know, but that like that's why specifically expecting. him. That he like Howard didn't him. say he did. He didn't say like, you know, this guy's out there, you know, cocking off. He didn't say nothing like that. Yeah, um, I, I just maybe, don't know. maybe Howard isn't going to play that card either, right? He's not going to play the he provoked me, and that's why I did it, right? Yeah, I like um, Howard. That was kind of going to be my spicy meatball is like, I, I think, uh, I think these suspensions were almost perfectly fair. Like, I don't think guard, did guard get a game out of it? I don't think he did. He did not get a game. He got 10 grand up. Yeah. So, so Howard gets five games, 40 grand guard just gets fined 10 grand. And I don't know. I think it's, very close to fair. I might have I might have cut a game off Howard's and gave it to Guard. Guard gets one game, ten thousand. Howard gets four games. Can 40, you explain 000. to me why Guard gets it? 
just because you don't grab a grab a guy like that like and i get it like i seen a video of like them talking and like touching each other but the this stoppage of the guy that doesn't want to be stopped you're provoking something and it wasn't just like a one like hey let me try to explain something to you and i get where guard is coming from in that because like if you have a good point that you want to explain to something buddy but they don't want to hear it and you're like, no, dude, this is why. No, dude, this is why. And they're like, dude, I don't care. I just don't want to hear about it. So I kind of get why he did what he did. But like, if he doesn't do that, nothing happens. I don't think that's what yep. I would say. The game comes from guard. But we have Riley popping back in, our TMC uh, expert. So he missed what we just said about this. So we're just going to let him roll because this was his favorite thing that happened in his whole entire life. Man, I texted you guys right away. <laughs> like, did you guys see this? <laughs> did you see what's going on? I don't know. It was, it was crazy. The assistant coach for the Badgers, did you see him do like the suck it sign? Like oh, that yeah. was awesome. And the fact that it wasn't like Greg guard, I don't know why he'd ever do this, but like a Wisconsin coach or a coach we like or cheer for like doing that. It was against us. Like, it just made it better and, like, high-profile, like, Michigan, Jawan Howard. Like, it it, it was kind of cool. <laughs> like, Wisconsin's kind of getting publicity, but I don't know. That was probably, like, the most, like, 23-year-old, 24-year-old take of, like, all time. But No, I mean, I think it is. It's kind of like a sight to see, like, exciting. But mm-hmm. so what we were talking about when you were gone, how Howard gets five games, 40 grand. Guard gets 10 grand. So I'll kick it to you. So my suggestion for how the suspension should have went down, very not homerish. Mike and I, we we know your hatred for uh Howard right now, but but we were both like, oh, I kind of like him. But anyways, my suggestion for I said I think the suspensions and the how the money came out were were fair. Like it was fair. Like I won. This is ticky tacky. I think guard maybe could have got a game and then Howard could have got cut down to four games instead of five. Yeah. I think, I don't think he, I saw a lot of like, he should be fired. That's assault. And like, that's ridiculous. I think if you yeah. like been in sports or what, it's like kind of the heat of the moment. Um, I know Howard ha- kind of has a past, of this I've seen on Twitter, <laughs> but uh, I just, I don't think he, I think five's a good amount, especially with just being the end of the regular season. He's back for, you know, the, the uh, conference tournament in March Madness or NIT. I'm sure. I think and maybe, maybe you'll get the boys going to make a, the Michigan boys going. Yeah, to make a I don't run. know. I don't know. That might've sparked something, but no, I think I think five games is probably the right amount. Forty grand, I don't know. Yeah, probably I don't not know the much money, money to him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and I think, like you said, guard maybe could have got suspended a game. I think that would have been a little not too far, but like kind of extreme. I think a fine's okay. I don't think he's paying the fine. I think the AD said that the university is covering it, so it's not even coming out of his pocket. So. But I think, yeah, and all in all, I think it was probably pretty fair. Yeah. So, I, I mean, 
to be a hundred percent honest, uh, in a situation like that, where a guy, Pat spoke to this a little bit, where a guy is like super pissed and you can tell you get out of there. He didn't cause the situation. I don't think so. Like he grabs the guy, he grabs Howard, like he's trying to talk to him. I think that that's fairly normal. Like you reach your hand out. He probably touches him. He touches him on the arm almost every time they sit and they talk a little bit like Mm -hmm. in a, in a game that doesn't have the contention where the, the game doesn't have the anger to it. That probably happens pretty frequently. But as soon as he comes back at you, you not leaving the situation, put your team and your other coaches who are defending you in the problem situation. And yeah, right? and that's why I was saying he didn't remain the situation. Yeah. yeah. I think if it's at Michigan too, he doesn't, I think guard gets out of there. I think maybe the crowd got him home crowd, got him a little feeling cocky. So he feels the need to, you know, kind of stand up for himself, but. Yeah. I think before I really went back and looked into it, my spicy meatball was going to be like, it was an overblown situation. But like I said, I think everything came out. Nothing's too surprising out of it. You guys have already heard this on ESPN, whatever <laughs> to local be fair, radio station. To be fair, in the 90s, like Bob Knight was doing that to like 17 year olds. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, the little punch that wasn't really a punch like it was like a slap yeah yeah i wouldn't call it a punch but you can't hit people yeah you can't i get why people are losing their mind too whatever we'll roll on to marquette won't touch them too heavily but they went or well that georgetown came to town whooped the living shit out of georgetown sorry for your loss craig but georgetown sucks this year so they basically Took care of business like they they should have. A good team effort by them. Tyler Kolick, he gets the BJ, gave out 11 assists. Most of Marquette, they, they had probably like five five players in double, double digits. Mm-hmm. So that was a good one. All right. So. Uh, no, I agree. Uh, George, we should have beaten Georgetown by that amount. We kind of took care of business. So. All right, I'm going to toss the second game, this uh, Marquette versus Creighton game over to Riley. I'll say the score first. So Marquette loses 82 to 83. Pretty good game. What do you got, Riley? Yeah, um, so Creighton came into Milwaukee earlier this year and beat us. Kind of a frustrating game, and this kind of was the exact same thing. I feel like, Mark, I don't know if Pat was able to watch or Mike or if you watched the highlights, but – I feel like we definitely were not, I don't know if the better team was the right word, but we definitely didn't deserve to lose. No team, you know, one of those games, both teams played really well. Daryl Morcel played really well. Let me see what else I got. I I don't know. Both teams kind of didn't deserve to. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Creighton, Creighton obviously playing at home kind of had slight advantage. And we were leading into the second half and then kind of didn't fall apart, but Creighton got a run and played well, but upcoming from our cat or Pat, do you have anything else for that? Yeah, no, just it's like what you're saying. It was a well-played game up to like yeah. the very last minutes. Marquette yeah. has two just awful turnovers, getting the yeah. ball stolen. Yeah. And then like the toe over the line, 
while trying to inbound mm-hmm. the ball lost them the game. So yeah, I, I, I kind of forgot it. Was, thanks yeah. for I kind of forgot about I like turned the TV off, like kind of pissed off and walked away at that point. So I kind of forgot about that. So yeah, in the so that was to make it 79 to 83. Marquette kind of hit like a crazy circus shot with no chance left in the game to, to make it. Yeah, to cover. Yeah, Riley had a good good uh weekend and, of betting on Homer Homer sports. Yeah, I, I had uh four three or four days in a row of going three or two and one, excuse me, and then tonight looking awful. So <laughs> looking bad but no marquette marquette upcoming i think they have two pretty winnable games that can hopefully boost their seed in the tournament in the long run but i think with the seasons coming down to the end for both teams both teams should be in the tournament yeah. unless something drastic happens yeah no i i think i think there'll be two solid teams in the tournament all right we're gonna Keep it with Riley and Bucks in 60 seconds. Uh, not much happened. <laughs> All-star break. <laughs> they they played the Sixers. I don't know if we covered this before, but they played the Sixers last game before the All-star break in Milwaukee, and they lost. And Embiid had a monster game. He had 44 points and 14 rebounds. He's probably the MVP frontrunner at this point. Yeah, no. um, that that made Embiid very real to me because I'd always hear the rumblings, yeah. and I, I don't, I'm not much of like I'm gonna watch a random NBA game, but man, I watched this one and watched him play, and I was like, okay, he's got way more tools than I thought he had. Like I was like, oh, big guy rebounds, dunks, like kind of like poor man, like a Giannis, but not quite as athletic. But man, mm-hmm. he. Some of the shots he was hitting in that game, I was like, okay, now I see. Some of the passes he was making, I was like, oh, shit. Yep, this dude's real. I knew he was real. I just didn't know what made him real. He exists, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Were the Antetokounmpo brothers, like, in a skills challenge or some type of? Yeah, they were in the skills challenge. And, like, and I I don't think I watched. I didn't watch any of the, like, the skills challenge and that kind of stuff around the all-star game. No, I mean, but everything I saw on Twitter is that they can't shoot none of them. <laughs> Which is, I mean, we already knew Giannis wasn't like this, like elite level shooter. Right. And if the brothers were elite level shooters, they'd get way more to playing time. And so we, we were kind of under that impression. So mm-hmm. yeah. And then surprise. for the, and then for the Bucks players in the All-Star game, we had Chris Middleton and Giannis. Middleton was uh, off the bench, had five points, nothing really notable. Got blocked by Giannis on a dunk. I don't know if you guys saw that. That's yeah, I saw it. I'm, I'm just hoping that's not where, like, the feud starts and then now no. they're like, like, that's no. it. We can't play together. We're Kobe and, uh, Kobe and Shaq. Kobe and Shaq. I don't think Middleton's like that, but. We'll never know. And Giannis had 30 points. I think the main main story was Steph Curry, his 16 three pointers. But it was a little disappointing. It was a little disappointing. You didn't get another one. He was trying. I think he missed his last six or something like that. Oh, did he? Something. It was. It was something like that. That like they started actually playing defense on him. It was kind of rough. 
I think the yeah. highest in the all-star game was also 53 points or 54 points. Mm. He was trying to pass that. Yeah, he ended with 50 points. Upcoming for the Bucs, they kind of have some tough games, but they're all at home. Um, they play against the Hornets, who I've said it before, we kind of struggle with. We're home against the Nets. Um, I don't know if Ben Simmons will be playing with them at all. It's kind of a new look Nets, but they're still a very good team. And against the Heat in Milwaukee as well, and the Heat. You know, always gives us okay. as well. So I think so I thought I heard pretty... Simmons would be like five to six games out before he. Okay. It's even like possible that he plays, but I, it, I could be way off. That. Yeah, yeah. I didn't look that one up before this. All right. Well, that wraps up Bucks in 60 seconds. I think we covered our Packers news with Bass. So we're going to finish this one with one or right. You got some. I, um, Mason Crosby might be out the door. I don't know if you, I don't know how to tr- shoot. Whatever. I wanted to touch that more with Bass too. That I got to it too early. Like I got excited yeah. with one yeah. of my questions and then I forgot to ask him, but yeah, watch his stuff. Um, basically what he was saying for the cap hit that Mason Crosby is going to be a pretty big cap hit for a kicker, but then Riley, yeah, so we signed a new kicker. I don't Eric Eric something. I don't know the t- name off the top of my head, but he he's only kicked three NFL field goals, and he's two for three. I don't know if this is just one of those random signings that we won't ever see, and they'll get cut before the season ends, or if this is kind of Mason Crosby going out of the door. But yeah, yeah. definitely something to keep a track. Dominic or Bur- the Burley? Oh, Dominic, not Eric. Yeah, Dominic so, Burley. I think that there's a real possibility that you're bringing guys in to see where we're at, like with what mm. we can bring in off the street right now. Yeah, sure. lighting a fire but, under his ass too. Yep, and to be fair, like a guy like Nick Folk is probably going to be available this year. So they drafted like a Quinn Norton. I think his name is in in New England last year. And then like the Saturday before games played, he got put on the like inactive roster for some reason, got hurt or something. So like there's gonna be guys like that. Yeah. I mean, Mason Crosby can still kick in the league. He could easily go somewhere and kick. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's kind of what I was trying to get with with Bass is like. Because even in his videos, he's very Mason Crosby pro, I guess would be the way to say it. And he he's saying with Mason Crosby, it might be coming down to a situation where the money is just going to be talking. Not so much that the Packers don't want to keep him, but, but maybe he's going to either have to – I wish we would have had him for this. But restructure his deal or do something different, take a little less money, but – I don't think yeah. when he's in the situation he's in, he's taking less money. Whatever. I don't know. Don't know much about that. Definitely a big miss on my question. Ben there, but but like I said, I think the money, from what I've heard from him, the money might be talking. And that might be what's pushing Mason out the door more so than it in capability. Yes. Yeah. I agree. All right. So we are gonna throw it out we're just going to do one of the hypothetical questions i had for today unless it's too easy to answer 
would you rather clog the toilet on a first date or clog the toilet on the first day of a new job? Oh, new job for sure. Shit gets new on the job. floor. Now, Shit gets on the floor at the new job. Ooh, that's <laughs> oh, it's interesting. Interesting. So you would rather clog the toilet at the new job? So I don't know. I don't know. So that's that's tough. Like the first it's like day, dumb and like, dumb and dumber type dump. Like you dump in one <laughs> night, you're not supposed to. <laughs> I don't know. So like first date, like I guess you still have hope, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think at least with the new job, you have like at least some other person to blame it on at some point. So you you have that. I think <laughs> I think if you do dumb and dumber down the road or like you know that situation, you're screwed. They know it's you. Like it's game over. But I think with a new job, you have so many people to blame it on. It's yeah. So well, I think gonna, I'm, I'm a little skewed. I've only been on one real like first date, and you went to McDonald's. So if you plug and I went to McDonald's, she never, she <laughs> she never so, uh, so I don't know how that got brought up twice in this podcast, but you know, whatever. So like, I kind of think that I could have had that shit. It's like still things still work out. Maybe not, right? <laughs> maybe not i don't know but like if you like fuck it like would you go back to work but yeah so so i would rather do it on the first date because i think i think you would find out a lot about somebody maybe maybe you go blazing i don't know like me i think if if my future wife did that on the first date i'd have been like (laughs) Okay, like she must have had some stomach issues. I'm very understanding with that kind of stuff, though. Yeah, <laughs> I've had uh, I've had days in the past where <laughs> where where stuff has happened to me, very embarrassing. But a new job, I would not like that. I would not like being the guy that like. I think there'd be like more jokes about it, like in forever. Yeah, so forever, yeah. especially like so. Once it turned into forever, I think it would be funnier. But like the the part where people are like walking away from it and being like, "Man, that new guy just takes these largest dumps." <laughs> like, like when they're not letting you in on the loop. Like, I just feel like it's like a harder explanation. I feel like if it's on a first date, like I said, you'll either find out something about something. If you really liked the girl. And that happened, and that was like the deal breaker. She's probably not the girl in the first place, but that would suck. So I could see why that would suck. But new job, no thank you. Like, I'm yeah, gonna- it, it might also be where you work too. Cause like right now, I have like a really, we have two bathrooms, like one in the office and like kind of one in the warehouse. And the one in the warehouse is not the best bath you know um excuse me um toilet so you can kind of blame it on the toilet every now and again so that's where i tend to do that so i can be like if that does happen i'll be like damn toilet you know so i don't know so like there was a time in my life where pooping at work was not an issue at all yeah yeah right so like is that where i'm at right now probably pretty close to that like that i (laughs) exactly yeah 
I did not care like how it smelled. I didn't care how much was coming out. Like nothing. Like I did not care what was going on around me. And like now, like, and they're all like, like we don't have like a mass bathroom, right? Where like four people can be in the bathroom, right? At the job that I work at, they're all like one holders. And like I still don't want to take shits at work. Like now I like, like I, I have like no desire to ever take a shit at work now. And so I don't know. But I think like I think Pat you make some good points that like if she's gonna leave you over like what people <laughs> just kind of do, right? So not everybody like wrecks the fucking toilet, right? But like we all have wrecked the toilet, I think. Yeah. Where it's all been like like just shit went south and there's nothing you can do. And if she's gonna leave you over that, I guess like she probably is in the market. Yeah. I would agree with that statement. I'm a good persuasive See, arguer. What so Mike I'm sorry. Yeah, I might go with the first date, but so I'm like so the, like first date shit is tough for me. Cause like you said, I went to fuck McDonald's. <laughs> well, I think it's that's where the hypothetical thing came in. What if you went to Kelly's parents' house? <laughs> And, blew, and like wreck their like their whole bathroom. <laughs> so like, no I don't know if you can stay with him, Kelly. He, he destroys <laughs> things. Uh, so I think that it would it would still for sure, like one hundred percent for sure, come up today. If you like, it ended up being forever. Like I guarantee you, they would bring it up. Like I'd go into the bathroom, there'd be a joke every time I came up. Every time. Like if I just went in there for like three seconds, Mike, what were you doing? Like every, to be fair, if she leaves you, it's over, right? Like she might be talking about to somebody. Uh, so my situation might be unique because I actually know these people might run into them in the future. But like, if your ladies broke up with, with, with you guys, would you ever really see them? I don't think, No. Like it, no, it went to bed, right? And you wouldn't yeah. run in the same crowds then. No, like it would never be a thing. It would never. Oh no, out. it would be like a funnier story for me. But like, yeah. <laughs> See, you, dude. She never called me back because I fucking racked your whole fucking toilet. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm still like, just I don't know. I wouldn't want to <laughs> do it on the first date. I don't know if that's just me being self conscious. As you guys are both either engaged or married. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's skewing me too. So I've been with my, I've been with my wife for like 18 years. Like I've been with her more than I was not now at this mm-hmm. point. So she's probably actually seen me do this now. You know what I mean? Like not like overflow it completely, but like have some fucking nasty shits for sure dire situations she's definitely yes. r- ran your toilet paper when it ran out yes <laughs> yeah yeah for sure for sure like yesterday no, that's not, not yet like recently probably like it hasn't been that long all right so this is no more explaining it's just you got to choose so mike you go with job or first date i'm gonna go with the date because it like if you're an adult with the date, it's over. It's done. Riley, first date. Okay, clean sweep. 
All right. Well, thank you all of you out there for listening. Um, we sure appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Bass. If you're listening to it this far, you're our favorite fan. So love you out there. Thanks for listening. We're going to keep trying to get better. We're going to keep trying to come up with new ideas. So, so yeah. Th- so. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We, re- we appreciate girls too. I guess whoever's listening out there, we're grateful that you guys are listening. You guys can do what I tell you to do every week. Scoop somebody's phone. Make sure you download it for us. Make us feel better about life. Really, thank you guys. Yeah, and we have some pretty exciting things coming in the future. So keep listening. Keep following us on Twitter. Keep looking for us on social media. Got some exciting things coming in the future. Ooh, I love the tease. I love the tease. Yeah. There, yeah. And we got a fish on the line, people. We got a fish. So we'll see how that goes. We've had fish before. We fried, we fried a couple of them and we, we've let a couple go too. So thank you guys for listening. And remember, all you suckers that doubt the Packers can eat our shorts. Them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.